Hello, friends. I won't kid you. These are dark days we're experiencing. Uh, the virus that has been spreading through our globe is now spreading through our nation. And there is one epicenter in our nation's experience of this uh, virus where it's most devastating. And it's right here where we are in southwestern Connecticut. We are part of the danger zone of highest impact. And so if you're concerned today, if you feel some concern, uh, it makes sense because this is a serious situation. But while concern is good, if you're feeling rising fear and panic, that's not good. That's not what God wants for me or for you. Uh, Jesus says in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd and I come to bring my sheep, my people, life. And I bring them life to the full. That's what Jesus wants for you and for me. That even as we go through our darkest days, that we know that he is with us, restoring us. Even when we are most depleted in the darkness, we have a good shepherd who is giving us full life and full peace and restoring us and our souls. And the story of this good shepherd giving full life to his sheep is what the 23rd Psalm is all about. So hear God's voice reaching out to you through David's experience in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These are more than just pretty words. Uh, this is God reaching out to you with the offer of him being your personal shepherd who restores you. God is wanting you to be able to say and really mean, the Lord is my, my shepherd. Because there's a huge difference between saying the Lord is a shepherd and saying the Lord is my, my shepherd. Uh, not long ago, I heard a story about uh, a Broadway play that was taking uh, place in uh, New York City and it included a significant role for someone uh, who would play the part of a minister in a church. And so as usual, a large group of professional actors came to try out for the part, but so did one 70-year-old retired minister who was a friend of a cast member and heard about the part and decided to try out. Well, by the end, it came down to a well-known stage actor and this 70-year-old retired minister. So at the final tryout, the director told the two men to each recite the 23rd Psalm. The actor went first and recited the Psalm with eloquence. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He was superb. 
But then the minister uh, took the stage and uh, in a soft voice that cracked with emotion, uh, he began the 23rd Psalm. And with each line, his eyes filled up more with tears and his voice grew louder with more confidence until the end, his face was wet with tears and he was bellowing, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And the director and everyone in the theater just fell silent in what seemed like a holy moment of reverence and awe. Well, the minister got the part and immediately turned it down because he knew from that experience that he was not made for the stage. But the well-known actor did not get the part either because the director said, I know now who I'm looking for for this part. I am not looking for someone who knows the psalm. I am looking for someone who knows the shepherd. And this is the part that you want to play in this global crisis. You don't want to be someone who just knows the psalm. You want to be someone who is different because you know the shepherd. And in these dark days, the only way that you're going to be able to experience the full life and full peace that Jesus promises as the good shepherd, it is not by knowing the psalm. It is by knowing this good shepherd. And growing to know the shepherd is what David's 23rd Psalm is all about. As we said last week, in David's youth, he was a shepherd, where being a shepherd meant going on these long road trips with the sheep, chasing uh, rain clouds uh, that would eventually uh, lead them back home. So in this Psalm, David is describing a shepherd's road trip. David describes himself as a sheep and then explains how the Lord is his shepherd who takes him on a journey. The journey begins in green pastures and then goes to still waters and then to right paths and several other places with the journey ending up safely at the shepherd's house where David the sheep proclaims, where I will dwell in the house of my shepherd forever. See, David structures the psalm as a road trip where he gets to know the shepherd better on each part of the journey. So let's take a look at the segments of this journey, starting with knowing the shepherd better in peaceful places. Notice where the psalm starts. Um, he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. Here, David is using imagery that shepherds of the day would immediately recognize. Now, I don't know anything about literal sheep or literal shepherding, uh, but I read a bunch of books by people who do. And they say that the only time that sheep lie down is when their bellies are full and they are digesting. So uh, David is portraying himself as the Lord's lamb, who is lying in green pastures after having just eaten, and he is doing this. He is, mm, 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 and then, mm, and then, mm, 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 mm. 
I don't know if that's how cheap sh- uh, sheep chew. I don't know. But uh, I do know that's how they digest. They chew the cud. They chew, uh, they, they swallow, they then have it back and chew it again. And uh, of course, uh, David is referring to a spiritual metaphor. And so it's not like the Lord is feeding him grass. David is chewing on soul food. What is the soul food that David is chewing on? It's God's word. Uh, We know this because feeding and chewing on the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord, is a consistent theme through the whole book of the Psalms, starting with the very first Psalm, the second verse, where we read this, that Blessed is the person who delights in the word of the Lord and who meditates on it day and night. You see the picture? It's the same picture of gobbling up God's word and then mm, chewing on it, mm, chewing on it uh, all day long. Uh, Now, this idea of hearing God's word is also behind the next image where the Lord leads David to drink beside still waters. How come still waters? Well, once again, shepherds will tell you uh, that this is an image. This is uh, related to real sheep and how sheep uh, are afraid of rushing water noises. Uh, It makes them nervous. Why? Well, because next to rushing water, sheep cannot hear. They cannot hear predators who may be approaching. But more importantly, much more importantly, uh, next to loud waters, sheep can't hear the shepherd's voice. You see, sheep... uh, need to hear the shepherd's voice. And so shepherds would always be talking to their sheep and reassuring them of their protective presence. Uh, so sheep who are next to loud water get nervous because they can't hear their shepherd's voice. It's interesting how Jesus picks up on this very same imagery uh, in John chapter 10, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. My sheep know my voice. They listen to my voice and follow me. So I love this. I love how Jesus says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. If I have Jesus as my shepherd, I have a shepherd who knows me and who wants to be known by me. So every day, Jesus is leading me. He's calling me into these peaceful places where I can spend time in his word, uh, where I can listen to his voice in the quiet. And so my question is, how are you doing with this? Are you putting down the news feed? Are you turning off all the bad news voices and spending a little time, carving out a little time for God's word and just being quiet to listen to the shepherd's voice. How are you doing with that these days? Are you spending time in God's word? Keeping in mind that it's not necessarily reading pages and pages of scripture. It might be better to take one sentence and just chew on it. Mm, and chew on it, meditate on it. And I've already told you the one sentence that I have been chewing on uh, this week. Uh, It's where Jesus says in John chapter 10, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. I am your good shepherd. I know that I have Jesus as my shepherd when I'm 
I'm no longer seeing my life as, as empty and depleted in all of these categories, but instead I'm seeing the fullness that I have in my shepherd. I'm going from a scarcity mindset to an abundancy mindset. Uh, last week, I uh, shared with you how my family came back from uh, out of town. We needed toilet paper, went to the stop and shop, and there I saw the shelves stripped bare. And I panicked in a scarcity mode. Well, this past week, uh, many of you uh, checked in to see if we found some toilet paper. None of you offered to give us any uh, out of your vast storehouses, uh, but your interest, your morbid curiosity was very nice. Seriously, uh, all week long, I've been thinking uh, and, and hearing the voice of the shepherd calling me into peaceful places because I need that. I'm, I'm feeling like I need this more than ever uh, in these days to be drawn into those peaceful places where I can hear his word and listen to his voice. And it leads me to be full again with abundant gratitude and contentment. Okay, next, notice how uh, David also gets to know his shepherd in everyday paths. David says, my shepherd leads me in the paths of righteousness. Uh, where paths of righteousness is David's way of saying that in the midst of everyday decisions, he has a shepherd who's guiding him into the right direction. David says he gets to know his shepherd in the ordinary details of life as the shepherd guides him in the journey. And that's what I want. And so I have been reminding myself that I'm not alone in this journey, but I have a shepherd who will, if I listen, guide me in the decisions each day. I'm reminding myself that uh, I can have a running dialogue with this shepherd uh, where I can receive his strength and wisdom and guidance because this is a shepherd who knows me and who wants to be known by me. But now let's turn to one more place where I get to know the shepherd. In fact, Psalm 23 implies that this is the place where I most get to know my shepherd. And to see this place, we need to see the pronouns in this psalm. Uh, notice how at the beginning of the psalm, uh, David refers to the shepherd as he. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside still waters. He restores. He leads in paths of righteousness. But then at a certain point in this psalm, the pronouns boom, transform. They transform at a certain point where the shepherd is no longer using an impersonal he, but now the pronouns go to where David says of his shepherd, you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table. You anoint my head. Your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Where is that crucial point happen? Where, what is that crucial place of transformation? It is in the valley. It's in the valley of the shadow of death where all the pronouns change. It's in the valley where I go from seeing the shepherd as he's my shepherd to you are my shepherd. So David says that there's a journey that the shepherd takes us all on so that we can grow to know the shepherd better and find the full life in him. 
We get to know the shepherd in peaceful places, in everyday paths, but most of all, in the valleys. David says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And shepherds would immediately recognize what David is talking about when it comes to uh, these valleys. Because in order to get places where the sheep could thrive, a shepherd would guide the flock through valleys that were darkened by shadows uh, dappling uh, the sides of the hills. And in those shadows, unseen predators could hide. But any shepherd would tell you that the biggest problem in the shadows was not predators in the valley, but it was sheep. It was sheep being afraid in the valley. The biggest problem in the valley was that sheep would get scared and start to scatter and drift away from the shepherd. At the very time when they were safest being closest to the shepherd, fear in the valley would cause the sheep to start to move and drift away from the shepherd. Fear over an unseen enemy. Hmm, sound familiar? Fear lurking in the air, an unseen enemy uh, in the air, an unseen enemy on surfaces everywhere around us. Does that sound familiar? If you're a lamb in this valley of the unseen microscopic enemy and you're afraid, don't run. Don't run. Instead, draw close to the shepherd. That's where you will be safest is with the shepherd who is with you. And the shepherd who is with you has a rod and a staff. The rod was a small club uh, that could be used against predators. Shepherds would uh, throw these clubs with such accuracy that they would uh, wound the uh, predators and send them off uh, afraid. But the shepherd also had a staff, which was the longer uh, pole with a hook at the end. A shepherd used the rod against the enemy. The shepherd would use the staff for the sheep, using the staff to draw the sheep closer to him and to his loving protection. Jesus is with you in the valley. Are you going through a valley right now? Well, Jesus is with you. If you will draw close to him, you will have his infinite strength through the protection of his rod. You will have his infinite love as he draws you closer with his staff. Are you walking through a valley today? Don't walk alone. Walk with your shepherd. Jesus knows all about valleys. Jesus went through one called the Kidron Valley. Right outside the walls of Jerusalem, there is the Kidron Valley. And Jesus went into that valley to an olive grove called Gethsemane. And there in this valley, Jesus chose to die for you so that he could rise again for you and give you the fullness of life. Jesus chose to go through his valley so that he could be with you in your valley. Having peace in this valley is nothing about knowing the psalm. It's all about knowing this shepherd. 
And right now, this shepherd is pulling you close with his loving staff. You know, this virus, um, it's serious for everyone, but it is fatal for people who are advanced in age or have uh, health problems. And this explains why for weeks now, I have been separated from my dad. I love my dad. My dad loves me. He lives nearby and we love spending time together. But my dad is 86 and he has severe respiratory problems. And so when the experts say that, a vir- that this virus could be fatal, they have people like my dad in mind. So my dad and I long to be together, but we can't. You know, there's someone else who longs to be with me in these days. And the same valley that temporarily separates me from my earthly dad, this same valley is the place where I can bond eternally with my heavenly dad. Jesus longs to be with you in your valley. Jesus longs for this valley you're going through now to be the place where the pronouns transform and you go from having Jesus as he's my shepherd to Jesus, you are my shepherd. This shepherd longs to be with you in these dark days. This shepherd chose to go through his valley so that he could be with you in yours. And as Jesus reaches out to you to be with you in these dark days, I'd like to give you the opportunity to reach back to him. And so as we close, I'd like to do the same thing that we did last week. I know it's a little awkward in this uh, media format, but I want to give you a few moments of just silence, peace, quiet for prayer. Uh, After that brief period, I will close us uh, into a, a closing song, and uh, you can either sing with it or let it minister to you. But right now, uh, would you close your eyes or do whatever uh, is helpful to you to be able to focus now on Jesus? As Jesus reaches out to be with you, now in a few silent moments, reach out with your desire to be with Jesus even in the darkest parts of your journey in life. In a few words, express your desire to know your shepherd better. Express your desire to be with him and without fear. and express to him your desire that whatever valley you go through, that it will be a transformation of of pronouns where your heart goes from, he's my shepherd, to Jesus, you are my shepherd. Make that personal declaration to him now. God, in your word, we hear stories of those who go through battles and you were with them in the victory. Lord, you, uh, we hear in your word that there were those who went into the furnace and you were with them in the fire. As we go through our valleys, Lord, help us to walk it with you and without fear. 
You are our shepherd who went through your valleys so you could be with us in ours. We thank you. Thank you for knowing us and for wanting us to know you. We thank you and we worship you as our shepherd. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us at Black Rock Church at Home. This has been a holy moment because thousands of us have been able to worship together even while we are apart. Please check the websites for updates and also continue to submit your prayer requests, ways that we can serve you and your community and reach out if you would like to serve as well. Thank you so much. Have a great week.